Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EJT podcast. I hope lockdown is treating you well. The sun is shining. It's warm-ish for April. It's quite warm and I'm ready to bring you a brand new episode of the podcast. So I wanted to start today's podcast off with talking a little bit about our lockdown dreams. And I'm not talking about our hopes and dreams, I'm talking about our sleeping dreams. Now, am I the only person that is having some really trippy, weird, odd, odd dreams? And dreams that I can remember. Now, never can I normally remember what I've dreamt about. But over the past three weeks, I'm able to remember what I've dreamt about, relay it back to my husband for him to look at me with a really odd look on his face and for it to make absolutely no sense whatsoever. So I just wanted to put it out there that if you are having some odd dreams during lockdown, I don't think you're alone. I don't think you're the only one. And please share them. Share them with me, share them with your families, share them with your friends. Um, I'm sure they are as mad and as weird as mine are and have absolutely no meaning and no sense whatsoever. Normally, I am a firm believer in your dreams meaning something and having some sort of meaning to how you are feeling and it being relevant to what's going on in your life. But these are just a whole nother level of, I don't even know how to explain them. They're just not normal. Not There is no rhyme, no reason, no making sense of them. They are just the oddest things ever. Also, this week in lockdown, I have officially found a new calling and I don't want to brag about it, but I think I'm a secret hairdresser. I think there's something that I've missed here. And when my husband turned to me and said, Erica, will you cut my hair? I honestly didn't know what to say. I thought this is either going to go brilliant or this is going to go horrifically wrong. Luckily for me, it went brilliant. I am a genius. I faded it perfectly. I trimmed the top. It's even. It looks good. I mean, I think when he doesn't put his gel in it, it looks a bit like a bowl cut. But when he's got the gel in and when he's got a hat on, it's brilliant absolutely spot on. I mean, it's a skill and hats off to all the hairdressers out there. It's a lot harder than it looks and especially when the hair is so short and you're trying to trim the top and you're running it through your fingers and you're trying to get the level right. It's hard. It's really hard but some people just got it. I'm obviously one of those people. Did a little before and after, was quite chuffed with myself and then he said to me, do you want yours trimmed? No, no, I'm all right. Thanks, babe. But I did, however, manage to get hold of my salon because I have recently been tempted to buy a box dye for my hair. Now, my hair at the moment is meant to be like a deep red and it 
was not looking a deep red. It was looking a minky red, borderline yellow, borderline slightly orange in places. So I was concerned. I have been walking down the box dye aisle in my local supermarket trying to convince myself not to buy one because I know how mad my hairdresser would be. So I haven't. And just to put me off even more, I've been watching, I've been obsessed with watching a guy on Facebook called Brad Mundo. And if you haven't watched any of his videos and you are tempted to dye your hair, go and watch his videos. It's all the fails and some good hair dyes as well, at-home hair dyes, mainly fails, but it's enough to put you off for a very long time. And he is just hilarious, have loved watching him, and it's definitely put me off from home dyeing my hair. But I got in touch with my local salon, and they delivered to my front door a lovely hair mask and my red shampoo and I've put it in and I absolutely feel a million dollars. I honestly look like I have been to the hairdressers, redone my hair, redyed, and fresh and ready to go. Which leads me on to my next point. And I have noticed that during lockdown, I am taking the best care of my skin. I am in the shower. I think I've shaved my legs at least twice a week. Normally, it's not twice a week. Normally, I'm in the shower, get out the shower, get dressed, get downstairs, get doing my jobs that I've got to do, get ready for classes, go to classes, come home, repeat. But I'm in the shower, I'm shaving my legs, I'm washing my face, I'm putting on my body lotion after I've been in the shower. I'm painting my toenails. I am taking such good care of my skin and of my body. And it's made me really realise how much I don't normally take care of it and how little attention I pay to the skin that I live in every day, all day. And I normally think that, oh, it doesn't matter because I'm just going to sweat and what's the point in putting body lotion on because I'm just going to go and get all sweaty and minging and yuck. But I think it's something that I am definitely going to take out of lockdown as a regime that I'm going to make sure that I'm staying in um, of just taking care of my skin and making sure that I look after my skin well and making sure that I do all the things that it needs me to do. So the other day, I really wanted to challenge myself and I was feeling a little bit miserable and I really wanted to do a dance class and I really wanted to do some dancing for myself. I didn't want to choreograph. I didn't want to plan a class. I wanted to be the student. I wanted to be the dancer. So feeling the way I felt, a little bit miserable within myself, I didn't want to do a class that was going to frustrate me or something that my 30, nearly 30 year old body couldn't handle. And then I was just going to get more annoyed of myself. So I decided to take a Samba class. Now, 
this is something I've always wanted to do. I've I've always wanted to take a Latin class, a ballroom class. It just is something that really interests me, something that I've never trained in, but would love to. So I took a Samba class um, via an online um, class platform and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I highly recommend that you do something that you do not know. Go and do something that you don't normally do. Go and do a style that you've never learned before. Whether that style is tap or whether that style is ballet or if the style is commercial, whatever it is, go and learn. Go and just drown yourself in that style and in that culture. So my challenge to you is go and do something different. Go and learn something new. Go and try something that you've always wanted to try but never had the time or the opportunity to do it. Go and embrace yourself in something alien to you, something that your body doesn't know. Go and be a student. Go and be willing to learn and open yourself up to learning new things and allow yourself to fail and allow yourself to not be good at something and most importantly allow yourself to enjoy the process of learning something. Sometimes when you stay with what you're comfortable with doing you forget about the learning process and you forget about what joy it brings you to learn something for the first time and to be able to do something for the first time and the joy that that brings is just indescribable. Also, earlier on in the week, I did my very first Instagram live class and I did it for Performers UK which is a school that I teach for in Inverness alongside my own school EJT Dance and Fitness and I just want to be 100% real with you. I was petrified. I was the most nervous that I have been in such a long time. I mean, teaching classes, yes, I'm nervous, but I know my audience. I know who's in my class. I work with them on a regular basis. When I do a performance, yes, I'm nervous, but I know what's expected. And I know at the end of it, after I finish that performance, I'm going to have the biggest rush of adrenaline and I'm going to feel amazing. However, This experience was totally new. This Instagram Live was something I had never done before, never even thought to do before, and probably would have never have done if lockdown wasn't happening right now. It's not a situation that I would have put myself in. And I am so glad I did. It was one of the best experiences that I've had teaching in a long time and the joy that it gave me 
seeing people tag me in videos of my choreography that they had learned from the Instagram live was just the most heartwarming thing and it made my heart so happy just watching people dance and all of a sudden my normal nitpicking teacher head was gone and it had disappeared and that the the little voice inside me that normally says well that's not correct the timing's wrong there arms were wrong there this 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 had disappeared and the joy I got from just watching people live their best life and dancing and just being free was the most beautiful thing I have seen. So another thing I want to talk with you today about is self-confidence. So let's be real with each other. Self-confidence is normally something that very few people have if they're being totally honest with themselves. It's not something that I have. It's not something that many people that I know have regularly. I mean, you can have bursts of it and I can have bursts of self-confidence, but it's not something that I have all the time. I think we as people, especially the mentality of a dancer, can be so hard on ourselves and can be really mean to yourself at times and really put yourself down and constantly tell yourself that you're rubbish or you're not good enough or not having the belief in yourself that you should have and not seeing what other people see in you. I know that I have this issue and it takes for somebody else to point it out to me that, oh my God, that was amazing. And I think, really? Do you really think that? So I watch again or I reflect back and I think to myself, yeah, no, that was pretty good. So what stops you from thinking that from the get-go? What stops you from having those thoughts to start off with and having that self-confidence from the very beginning? Is it that we as dancers set our expectations of ourselves so high that sometimes it's impossible for us to reach those expectations. I know I'm probably my own worst critic and nobody can criticise me the same way that I criticise myself and my work. And is that because my expectations are so high and so impossible to reach that anything less than my expectations is a failure or not quite reaching or achieving the vision that I had in my head 
is a failure. So I challenge you to lower your expectations of yourself and your goals and to stop setting them so ridiculously high and to ultimately result in you rewarding yourself instead of consistently failing at what you haven't achieved. And I know that sounds like such a ridiculous thing to say and such a ridiculous thing to do to lower your expectations of yourself and to not aim so high but we cannot continue to beat ourselves up when we don't achieve the vision that we had in our head or we don't compare to what we thought it would be or how we thought it would work out. So when I say lower your expectations, I don't mean to compromise your hopes and dreams or to reevaluate what it is that you want to achieve or how fantastic you want to be because you will still be all of those things. But we need to remember that we need to climb each step one step at a time and to take small steps to achieve that ultimate goal and that we can't just skip straight to level 10 without learning, growing and failing all at the same time in order for us to reach that final goal and I think if we can retrain our brains to think that way we will be more proud of ourselves for achieving what we have and for being where we are today and excited for the next learning phase and excited for where we can go from here instead of thinking about why we aren't good enough. So if you're listening to this and you are totally relating to everything that I'm saying right now, whether you are a dancer or whether you are not a dancer, but you totally understand and feel exactly the way that I do, grab yourself a pen and paper and let's start self-assessing And let's start appreciating what we have, who we are, and let's lower these expectations and let's make them real. So the first thing I want you to write down are three short-term goals. Now I'm going to read you out mine as well. So my first short-term goal is to dance more often as a dancer. So lockdown has been very apparent to me that I need to do this more often and I need to stop thinking that I'm too old to dance or that I'm a teacher and I shouldn't be dancing or I can't dance anymore because it's been such a long time since I have danced. This needs to stop. I need to remember what I fell in love with to begin with. My next short-term goal is to increase my flexibility and my final short-term goal is to do more yoga 
The next thing I want you to write down are three long-term goals. So these are goals that you want to achieve over a long period of time, say 10 years, okay? I want to be able to open up the studio again and to have everybody back in classes and to get EJT back to normality. I want to go on holiday, somewhere hot, preferably. And my last one is I want to live in a big house. The next thing I want you to write down is three things you like about your appearance. Now, this was the hardest one for me. So I wrote down my hair. When I'm not in lockdown, I like my hair, my skin, and the fact that I am physically fit and I look strong. So what are the three things that you like about your appearance? Write them down now. Three things about my personality that I like. I like that I'm hardworking. I like that I'm motivated. And I like that I am focused. So write down three things about your personality that you like. And the last thing is three things to work on as a person what to work on to become better and to feel better within yourself. So my first one is to relax when needed and to be able to switch off. And my second one is to not be so hard on myself and to be kind to myself more regularly, more often and to be proud of how far I've come. So as a little fun, just to finish the podcast off today, I came across a quiz online which tells you what kind of dancer you are and what styles most suit your personality. So let's give it a go and let's see what I get. So question number one, what is your typical favourite outfit to wear? Baggy jeans and a hoodie some capris and a cute tee, a mini skirt with a cami tank top, a long flowy skirt and a top with lots of glitter. None of the above, really. But let's go with baggy jeans and a hoodie. Let's do that. Which of these seems most like your dream gift? Jewellery, makeup, comfy clothes, a drum set. Jewellery, 100%. Question number three. Which of these celebrities do you like best? Taylor Swift, Chris Brown, Michelle Kwan. I think that's how you say it. And Miley Cyrus. Hmm. Beyonce is not on the list, so I'm going to go with Chris Brown. Question number four, which of these songs do you like best? Our song, Country's Cool. I don't know what our song is, so let's move on to the next one. Disturbed or Whatever's Hot. I don't know what Disturbed is. Amazing Grace, So Calming. Nope. In the Yard, I Love Rap. Well, I do love rap, so I'm going to go with that one. So next question. Which of these colours do you like best? Right now, hot pink, but generally I like whatever's in style. Light blue, 
I don't know, maroon, question mark. Something pretty like purple. Um, I'm going to go with light blue. Question number six. Which of these instruments would you like to play the most? Tuba. No. None. Band is weird. The flute or piano? Percussion sounds fun. I'm going to go with percussion. Percussion sounds fun. Which of these animals do you like best? Dogs, a bunny, cat or horses? Dogs, for sure. Which of these is slash are your favourite subjects? Maths, gym and lunch, art and music, wherever I'm allowed to talk. Gym and lunch. What do you usually do when you get home from school? Go shopping with my friends, watch TV and have a snack, do my homework, then hang out with my friends, listen to some calming music whilst I write about the day in my diary. Well, probably watch TV and have a snack is what I do when I get home from classes. So let's see. Last question. Which of these drinks do you like the best? Water. Pop, especially Pepsi, chocolate milk or lemonade. I actually would say water. Let's see what type of dancer I am. 60% you are a break dancer. You are cool and casual. You are sporty and you like to do your own thing. Just don't ever become lazy. Hustle and try your best at everything. You're bound to succeed. Yes, love that. 20% of me is a tap and jazz dancer. You like sounds with a beat and you're you're a smart person. Don't be too hard on yourself. See, we've been speaking about this. Try to enjoy life as your circumstances allow and dance your heart out in jazz and tap. Love that. 10% of me is a ballerina. You are graceful, kind and beautiful. You're very creative, hardworking and most often a girly girl. And another 10% of me is a hip hop diva. Love that. So I am 60% break dancer. Of course I am. 20% jazz and tap dancer, 10% ballet and 10% hip hop diva. Well, I've never seen anything more true in my life. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a lovely week. I hope you are kind to yourself. I hope that you lower your expectations in the best way for you. Do not settle for anything less than you want, but make sure it's achievable. I can't wait to speak to you all next week. Remember, to send any of your questions or suggestions into ejt.thepodcast at gmail.com. Lots of love dancers and enjoy your week.